Welcome to the Career Mentor Podcast, a program of hunger for success, a nonprofit organization devoted to helping people find and keep family wage jobs. Your host, Brad Lebowski, President and Chair of Hunger for Success. Welcome back to the Career Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Lebowski, President and Chair of Hunger for Success. And today we are excited to have Vaughn Brown with us to talk to us about his experience in the job market. Vaughn, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Absolutely, Brad. I'm very happy to be here and to be sharing my experience and hopefully give your listeners some insights about uh, themselves. Great. So Vaughn, tell us a little bit about yourself, your education, experience, Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, when I was 18 years old, I, I graduated from high school and I, I decided to stay an extra year because my math skills were not very good. Uh, so I stayed part-time an extra year in high school and was attending uh, part-time at community college. Uh, so then I graduated in 2007 and moved out of my mother's home uh, into a boarding house. Uh, which posed its own challenges because the the location uh, was not at all close to a bus route. So that forced me to um, experiment with online college. And you have to understand back in 2007, 2008, online education as terms of accessibility was not the same as it is today. Um, and, and, and I had some other challenges at the same time too, you know, I, I, my family and I were having some very strong differences, uh, because of the person I have chosen to be in a romantic relationship with. So, so between graduating from college, I mean, from high school, moving out, being in a place where it's very limited and having some, uh, family dynamics happening. It, it wasn't a very easy start to my being independent. Um, and that being said, you know, I, I did my best to move forward. I became a um, certified e-time massage therapist in the state of Washington. Um, and so I was practicing that as self-employed. Uh, and I also was teaching private percussion lessons as well. Um, so I, I finished uh, my community college experience, it took me about two or three years, and then I applied to Berkeley College of Music in Boston, Massachusetts, and did that for three years and got my degree, my bachelor's degree in performance and um, uh, studio teaching. Um, and during that time, when I was in college, I held a couple of student employee positions, nothing too exciting. One of them was fundraising for uh, scholarships, and the other was just scheduling auditions for um, college applicants who were interested in being student at Berkeley College of Music. Uh, <clears throat> so I continued to be self-employed when I was in Boston. And so I graduated in 2014, I think, <laughs> uh, and came back from Vancouver. And, and that's when I really started looking for a job. And at this point, we have actually moved into our mobile home in 2008 or nine. So I was living in a 
better, more accessible situation in Vancouver. Um, but finding a job was very discouraging. Um, I, I was receiving services from DBR and DSB. You, you know, it wasn't for lack of trying, but I just couldn't find interviews. You know, nobody was calling me back for interviews. And, and so as a result, I continued being self-employed. Um, and that went on for years. And then, you know, I, I just decided to go back to DBR DSB after being on my own for a while and, and trying again. And, and that's when I met you, Brad, was, was through DBR. And before you met me, didn't you also complete a master's degree? Tell us just a little about that. Yes. So I did complete a master's degree in legal studies from the University of Illinois at Springfield. That was an online program, and that was happening during the pandemic as well. So at that point, online education had become more accessible and normalized, if you will. Um, and around that same time, I have obtained my second service dog um, from uh, Smithtown, New York. So I had flew, uh, flown home the day before the national lockdown occurred. Um, and, and I want to go back to, you know, a couple of things that I want to share with your listeners. You know, as a person with disabilities, before I met you, Brad, I, I was experiencing a lot of discrimination looking for a job. Uh, there was one company, actually several companies who I showed up for an interview and they told me on the spot that they withdrew the offer of the interview just because I'm visually impaired. Um, so for your listeners, I, I just want to express that that um, I can empathize with the challenges that some of you might be experiencing. And, and uh, it's normal to be frustrated, but just keep moving forward. <laughs> I appreciate that, Vaughn. And tell us a little bit about, you know, when when you and I met, what was the process like? What did the job search, how did it change for you? How did it help you get where you are today? Absolutely. So <clears throat> when I met Brad, I was very skeptical because I've already been through a few nonprofit job search support type services. Um, and and they weren't turned out to be disappointing. So, so Brad, when I met you, I was thinking, oh, man, you know, just another nonprofit and, and we're going to spend a wheel some more. But that wasn't the case at all. Um, you asked me to read a few books about um, working with others in different generations, um, even just self-discovery, if you will, and, and trying to determine where in society th that I fit and how I could serve. Um, and, and even the strength um, survey that, that you have your participants do really helped me understand my own strengths as well. Um, and, and so that really did, did kickstart my motivation to keep moving forward because now we have a set of five strengths, five top strengths to work with. Um, and then you really made me think about 
all of the volunteer work I have done, the fact that I started and ran a couple nonprofits of my own, um, that I have public speaking experience with dealing with legislatures, um, and, and even some childhood experiences, you, you guided me on how to use that in a strength-based resume. And when I went to Brad, I had the traditional old-fashioned from the 60s chronological resume, and, and that I was using for years and years without any results. Um, so you showed me the concept of a strength-based resume, and next thing I knew, I was getting three interview offers a week, rather than the one interview offer I was getting a year. That sounds very good. So. Um, obviously it took a couple of months to yes, get acclimated, to mm -hmm. interview for jobs, decide which job would be interesting for you, what job wouldn't be interesting for you. And tell us a little bit about how you found the job you in now and, and how you feel about your future in that job. Absolutely. So the question was, well, first of all, I, I came to realize through my graduate program that I wanted to work with people with disabilities. That became clear. So the next question was, how? How do I serve them? How do I, how do I serve my population? Um, so, so yes, it did take us a few months, and you helped me come up with some interviewing stories and, and strategies. Um, and you helped me reduce my anxiety because I, I was too focused on trying to hide my disabilities, if you will, or, or I guess I, I had a sense of embarrassment about the disabilities that I have. Um, but you showed me how to use them as a strength rather than a hindrance. <laughs> so we went from, okay, you want to work with people with disabilities to how do you want to serve them? Um, so we went through the process of looking at different jobs and hospital settings, college settings, um, diversity, inclusion, equity, accessibility type positions. And throughout that process, I, I came to realize that I wanted to help people with disabilities find their own jobs and become independent. And so that's what led me into the wonderful world of uh, employment consulting. So I applied to multiple places. And at this point, too, I was wanting to leave Vancouver for a number of reasons. And so I was looking in the state of New York. I was looking at the state of Massachusetts. Um, and through interviewing um, the companies that I was applying for, as well as being interviewed by the same companies, I determined that those two states were either too costly or the more affordable areas were just a lot too well, uh, remote for my lifestyle. So then <laughs> um, my now wife mentioned Spokane, and so I checked out the Spokane area and started applying to jobs there. And I was given a job offer. And then unfortunately, a couple of weeks notice, 
uh, a couple of weeks later, I was I was told that they withdrew that job offer, and at this time, I had already put my mobile home uh, up for sale, and I was committed. You know, I was already bought some things up. So, I decided to just be brave and just take the leap, and and move to Spokane, even though I didn't have a job lined up. Um, and during that process, I continued to apply. When I got to Spokane, I interviewed. And I keep saying this, I interviewed uh, other companies. And the reason why I said I interviewed them is because that, that is something that Brad has taught me. Interview who you want to work for. Find out if you really want to work for them or not. Um, and so essentially, after doing a few companies and, and deciding on which one I wanted to work with, I kept going back to Northwest Center. Um, <clears throat> And I said to them, I'm interested. You know, you've already offered me one interview. I want to keep going forward with this application. So Northwest Center gave me two more interviews and gave me the job uh, pretty much on the spot after the third interview. And I've been working with them and for them since October 31st, 2022. And it's been an absolutely delightful experience. The team is wonderful they support each other they support the clients uh the managers were superb to do work with they're the real human beings who who understand um what's like to be a human being and i've been happy with that um i started out part-time and then i switched to full-time and i also became a certified ticket to work provider as well through social security well, those are some great accomplishments, Vaughn. And it sounds like through this process of understanding your strengths and advocating for yourself, you were able not only to find a job, you find the right fit for mm -hmm. your job. And mm -hmm. I know that through this process, we there were good days and bad days as we all have. Some <laughs> days we're frustrated and some days we're excited. And I'll never forget when you told me, and you haven't gone deep into your uh, specific disabilities, but you said you're, you know, vision impaired. Mm -hmm. And I will never forget how certain employers would not even interview you without a driver's license. Yes. And I know that that was frustrating <laughs> because you shouldn't be driving based on your disability. So what <laughs> tips could you give our listeners on what to do during those frustrating times. Yes, and, and I did have moments of self-doubt too. You know, um, the other thing I do want to mention is that, you know, um, luckily my, my family and I had reconciled years and years ago. Uh, so so went bad on good terms. Um, but the thing to consider is, yes, listen, but don't, feel pressure to follow through. So for example, I have family members saying, well, you should move out to a ranch and just work with horses. And, or you should be a, an attorney, or you should be a social worker. And, and so they were throwing all these things at me. And what's just confusing me, you know, as, as a young person, as, as somebody who spent so many years looking for a job, who's been told no so many times from employers, um, you know, it, it was just, I was lost, essentially. I, I, I have 
the ship, you know, that Brad and I were building together, but I didn't have the sails. So um, the advice I'm going to share with your listeners is follow your instincts, follow your intuition. Um, <clears throat> if you want to do something um, that you love to do, then I would recommend that for sure. Um, so the as far as the driver's licenses, so, so I was applying to jobs at this time as an um, employment consultant. And one of the more traditional ways of thinking is you go out into the community as a consultant and you meet with, with employers and you build relationships or you, uh, you know, just drive around doing job development essentially on behalf of your client or with your client. And so that was the main barrier I ran into. A lot of these companies who were supporting people with disabilities were not being very accessible or flexible themselves. Uh, so what I would say to that is, is don't, if they're not gonna be flexible, don't work for them. It, because if they're not gonna show that understanding of your needs, during the interviewing process, they're most likely not going to share their understanding of your needs and, and during the actual uh, employment. So I worked with my company, Northwest Center, and I said, here's my limitations. And oh my gosh, they, they exhausted possibilities. They looked at hiring a private driver. They looked at um, reimbursing me for Uber and Lyft. They, they looked at, you know, just kind of sticking with this traditional way of thinking. And then it was decided that I would want more virtually. I would support clients from the phone or from the computer. I would meet them at the office itself. Um, I would provide uh, job developing and resume writing and all that uh, remotely. Um, <clears throat> And that has worked out. Um, and now I'm helping other employment consultants on my team job develop so they can spend more time job coaching. Uh, and, and as I've mentioned before, I'm working as a contractor through my company with Social Security to the Ticket to Work program, watching itself is pretty much remote. So it was a lot of scratching the, of heads and, and looking at budget and all this. And it, it was just determined that I could provide the same quality of services virtually or semi-virtually and that I didn't have to be driving around or be on the road uh, all the time. <laughs> That's great. I think the other thing too that helps not just you, but everyone, sometimes we all need reminders of who we are and what we're good at. Sometimes we hear more no's than yeses, and that can bring us to a dark place. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think it's always helpful, certainly between you and I and others that I work with, just to be reminded of how good you are and what accomplishments you've made. How do you do that with the clients that you help? I think that is a wonderful question. I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. A lot of the clients I worked with 
have IDD, intellectual developmental disability. And, you know, they live in group homes or what have you. And, and oftentimes I have found that they were raised essentially to be dependent on others and, and, and to be told you do not have a job or you, you'll never have a, um, a romantic relationship or you will, you know, never be able to live on your own. And so basically they grew up being told, uh, essentially you're disabled. <laughs> um, and that's all they were told. Uh, so, so when I and my team come in and, 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 you know, do our magic, we are basically there to build them up, to say, you know, I'm sorry that you've been told no for most of your life up to this point, we're here to say yes. So that's, that's, I think that's one of my biggest joys of this job is seeing them go, aha, okay. I have the support I need. I, I can actually have a resume. I, I can actually have a cover letter. Um, I can actually get out of this living arrangement and, and go out into the community and, and see what's out there. And at this point, I have three uh, clients who are employed. Their social skills has improved. The self-confidence has gone up uh, substantially. Um, they're making new friends at the jobs. And and one of them is is already thinking about moving out of his group home into a um, his own living arrangement, uh, independent living arrangement. And so, you know, these people went from just floating around and, and, and not having a purpose in life and, you know, watching too much television um, or having activities made for them, you know, just group activities. So that has been the greatest motivation for me in this, in this role is to take these clients who essentially have been denied opportunities through social uh, stigma and, and show them that they can be part of society, they can pay the taxes, they can put money towards social security um, and, and they, they are human, they, they can contribute to society. I, I think that's excellent and I so much appreciate all that you're doing now, all that you've experienced and how you're using it so positively. I just have one last question for you uh, before we wrap up. Two years ago, would you have ever thought you'd be accomplishing what you're accomplishing right now? Two years ago? No. Tell you the truth, no, I, I didn't. I thought I was going to be stuck in Vancouver for the rest of my life. Um, I, I was afraid of, you know, just the continual hitting that wall of being told no or not being offered job interviews. Um, <clears throat> even with my master's degree, it, it was a challenge before I met you. And again, it was because I did not have the tools. I did not 
have the support that I really needed. Um, and I didn't have somebody such as yourself saying, I'm going to be a cheerleader. Uh, what I, uh, and so when I think about the last two years, I, I think, oh man, so much has happened. Um, I graduated from a graduate program, uh, had my, my belongings and moved I and, and my significant other and our three cats and my service dog, um, all the way up to Spokane, um, purchased, purchased a home, um, you know, and, and two years ago, I, I just didn't have any dreams or, or ambitions. I just felt that stuck. Uh, and, and so again, speaking to your listeners, you might be experiencing that right now. You might be experiencing that feeling of just defeat. And I don't have a future, or I'm, I'm I'm living in this city or house or situation I, I don't want to be in anymore. Um, and so I really want to tell your listeners that to put trust in you, Brad, because when I said to you, long whenever we started out, I said, "So, Brad, what's the success rate of placing?" Uh, your, your clients with jobs. And you said 100%. And I said, yeah, right. And it was, it, it <laughs> came, it, I realized that, that 100% really has to be participatory too. Um, and that's what I liked about your program too, Brad, is that you gave us the tools and then you just stepped aside and you let us use those tools to discover where we wanted to go. Well, um, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for you and all that you've accomplished. Um, we, we will continue to have a great journey together. Um, I'm glad you shared your story. Um, but I also publicly, you got married this week. So congratulations. That's one more thing you probably didn't think about two years ago. Um, but you got a lot of accomplishments. Uh, you're doing great work. Um, you realize your self-value. And I think that's one of the most important parts about achieving a career that you truly look forward to. Mm -hmm. so, Absolutely. Um, I want you to stay there for a moment. I'm going to sign off and thank our listeners for downloading and being with us. Again, my name is Brad Lebowski, president and chair of Hunger for Success. Thanks for listening. And we hope to hear from you soon this has been the career mentor podcast intellectual property of hunger for success all rights reserved 2.0